This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Good to have your company on the final episode of The Sounding Board for 2023. We're in a TV studio today, which means, Craig Hutchison, you'll be having your TV voice for the next half an hour or so. I don't like your TV voice. You don't, do you? No. You can watch us on YouTube or you can listen to us today. So choose your adventure, Damo. But you've You've become a performer when the TV camera's around. I like the old relaxed... Yeah, I'm not sure why we're here. Casual. I'm not sure why we're here. You've organised it. You've got the crew in it. We've got a big crowd of none here today too to see the final show, which is great. You've, um, you've turned up for those watching on YouTube with your hair all over the place, with your beard with the grey freckles in it. Your 22 weeks leave, you look like you've just been yanked off the, out of the bar at 3 o'clock in an afternoon. So uh, you've gone to an I am, I'm two and a half weeks into my 10 weeks and you have dragged me back for the final episode in the TV How, How's the summer of Damo gone? Uh, I'm just starting to free up, actually, mentally, physically, starting to exercise again. What's a standard day look like? Um... Fall out of bed. I've got a few things on the home front which I won't bore our listeners and viewers with right now, but there's a few things going on, on the home front. Have you sorted out those neighbours yet who you've been in legal action with? We'll leave that alone, please, Hutchie. We'll leave that one alone. <laughs> hey, um, I have uh, copped a heap of feedback this week, and unusually, it's been positive. And it's all due to Craig's carry-on. I think it's got one more episode left in it, and that's no. it. I think it's got its own I think show. It's run its race. Like Damo's Dish has been something yep. you've uh, now uh, programmed regularly. I didn't, probably. And, and, and Craig's carry on, it might even have a TV series in it, I think. I didn't realise how much time I actually spent in airports and on aeroplanes until you brought this segment to our attention. But yeah, it's, it's interesting. So I, I think it's got one more week left in it. Can we start today, though? Before we go, though, you, you've really caused a problem for yourself, though, haven't you? With Spin City many, many years ago, because people just know now that when they're sitting across you, in a negotiation business-wise that you can spin your way into or out of anything. You've actually trouble shot a lot of the major issues this year on Spin City. And now you've got Craig's carry-on, letting the world into the the rorts that you have either been party to and worked with or just created yourself to navigate your way through the airport system. It's satire, don't worry. Satire. It's who you are. It's all tongue It's who you are. But it's a little bit trickier at home than it was. We'll get to Craig's carry on soon because there's a heap of questions that people have hit. Bring it on. I'm ready. Yep. Yep. Be careful what you wish for in media. Yep. I know we've touched on this in previous series, but we've got a really unique example of it going on right now, and that's with Mitch Johnson. We in the media demand people speak their mind. Yep. When they retire, we only ever target columnists who we think are going to have an opinion. Yeah. And they get ghostwritten to the point where they have a say. And then when they have a say, we're compromised. Because mm. it's hard to criticise what we ask for, isn't it? Yep. And we're seeing that with Mitch Johnson. His criticism was really unusual, out of step and strong on Dave Warner. And out of the blue, wasn't it? And out well, of the... I think we all thought the Sandpaper Gate story had been put to bed from a public um, narrative point of view. But Mitch Johnson, I think, courageously decided to go there again. And we have, as media have to say that, right? Because we don't want to discourage the next person who might have an opinion. No. So he gets... uh, If you agree with his... If you disagree with his opinion in media, it's been difficult for people to write it because unless you're a competitive newspaper, then you go hard if you're the opposition newspaper. Yeah. But if you're in the family, it's very hard to criticise your own columnist. Yep. How, how difficult a balance is that, do you think, in modern media? Oh, it is. But, but again, Hutchie, you and I are of the same uh, wavelength on this. If someone's got an opinion, it doesn't matter if you agree with it or not. Encourage it. It's just encourage it. Because otherwise, we're all just complicit and we comply. I mean, the AFL world, 
There's no free opinion on the AFL world now, is there? Everyone is on the same page. Everyone beats to the same and sings to the same hymn tune, don't they? From the from the, the, the yeah. player 47 on a list right through to the captain, they all talk the same rubbish. The bushfire burns quicker in AFL and probably NRL. The reaction to a story burns... Yeah, but no one quickly. says anything. No one says anything which in is, the AFL. Which is why. Yeah. And then the, the reaction of George Bailey, did you take that as a... Mitch Johnson today said that it was an attack on his mental health. Yeah, I, I didn't. I only caught up this on the drive-in. I heard um, Simon O'Donnell, I think, reference that uh, this morning. I hadn't heard. Well, I, did George Bailey go down the mental health path? No, he said I read. I read snippets of it, and I hope he's okay. What does that mean? Well, it was. He, his, well, we intent, know... his intent might have been good, oh. but he did leave himself vulnerable to that suggestion, didn't he? So, as soon as he said it, I thought. What's he saying? Yeah. yeah. Well, again, I'd like him to explain himself on that. If he if he was referring to mental health. There's, I don't think there's any reason to go there now. Mitch Johnson was making comments about a, an issue that he's clearly passionate about. Yeah, it was it was, it was dangerously... Um, it was dangerous language, I think. I know it might have been well-intended, but it didn't... No. Nah. It, did, it did cast it. And then, look, what's clear in that era is the batters and bowlers just didn't get on. Don't you think? Yeah. There's two teams in the Australian cricket team in that era. The batters and bowlers. And the bowlers were a club and the batters were a club and... Never the train shall meet. And then you've got the, the other thrust bowling fraternity too, when uh, Cam Bancroft did, after the sandpaper gate had played out, maybe made some comments um, long after the event. And then the fast bowling fraternity of, uh, of Stark, Hazelwood and Cummins, joint yeah. media statement to basically shun him. And it's no coincidence he hasn't got back into the, the team properly since, has he? Yeah, I think there's a divide there between the two. And it's, it's interesting to see how this plays out for me. What it's done is add spice to the summer. Yeah. Crash's column, Robert Craddock's column suggested that the summer needed something like a Warner farewell. Do you think that there would have been any pressure from broadcaster on selection in this series? Uh, not broadcaster, no. And look, just to talk about George Bailey, even part of the, the George Bailey narrative now is, is how he is entrenched in the team itself. He's a, he's a paid up member, isn't he? Yep. Like the selector, the chief selector often was distant, wasn't he? Like if you think of an Andrew Hilditch historically or a, or a Hones, uh, Trevor Hones, they were slightly removed, weren't they, from the operations? He's, as we've now, you know, known, he's doing the throwdowns in the nets and he's putting his arm around it and celebrating. And, and look, I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but that has changed, hasn't it? Yeah. They're all Hones in there. was very, a very, uh, he didn't believe he could be friends. And, hmm. had, and I think Tim Payne mentioned on our Tassie Breakfast Show yesterday that he had to abstain from his decision at some stage. So it's interesting that be close or... The dynamic. Yeah, it'll yeah. be a long way away. Because it's going to blow up at some stage. Don't they? What about the the teams blow up, don't they? Particularly national sports teams. No matter how successful they are, but they, they blow up. Well, I think cricket's... Well, look what's happening now. Cricket's a little different in that it's a series of individuals playing an individual act. Like, the, the batters and bowlers not getting along has never been a problem. Hmm. In fact, there's been people not getting along forever in a day in cricket, hasn't there? Yeah. Well, the big, famous so, Victorian cricket team. I mean, oh, here they, we go. Well, like the Sheffield Shield days. But think of some of the iconic names in that team. I mean, I mentioned the Simon O'Donnell already. And, well, and Dean, Dean Jones. Jones. Yeah, I mean, they, they were, were Matt Murphy Hughes, yep. Darren Berry. They weren't always uh, in a love in, yep. were they? Yep. And, and no, no cricket team ever is. And then the, the other news out of cricket is the... Um, oh, sorry, the other thing, the other react, just on, on Mitch Johnson. Mitch said... I, re I resent that George Bailey texts me and late at night. So there's an inference that goes back the other way. Mm. Mitch takes a little offence at the perceived mental health reference and then throws a, a reference back the other way. So it is an interesting dynamic. Hey, um, it's going to be a long summer, though, isn't it, when it's all said and done? You, you say it needed a spark and it, it's got it to a point, but it's going to be a long summer of I think not long, much action. The Pakistan series might be a bit better than people think. The really? West I hope be, so. They'll run through. And, yeah. 
And New Zealand looks tantalising in Feb, March. For that me. does, but it's yeah. February, March when AFL's kicking off and NRL's kicking just off. Just before. So, yeah. What did you think about the Amazon move to take the ICC world rights on yeah. World Cups? And I saw that drop last night, for those who haven't caught up with it. Uh, so the most recent uh, ICC one-day international World Cup uh, that was broadcast through Foxtel and Channel 9, and Channel 9 had it for the Australian matches, as of right now, for the next four years, no international events under the ICC charter going to be on free-to-air. So it's just a, a continuation of the movement in that space, isn't it, really? I mean, it's, it's it, part of me is annoyed for, for people who don't have access to the streaming. Why would streaming. you be annoyed? For the people, who, I just said, for the people who don't have access. You and I are fortunate enough to have access to the streamings, and a lot of people do, but a lot yeah, of people don't. Amazon Prime... Uh, I think it's one of our many family subscriptions. Yeah, it's not. not would it be the watch, type of event, the World Cup? Yeah, I would subscribe to it. You would. Yeah, yeah, I would subscribe for the World Cup. Yeah, I would. Yeah, you would too, wouldn't you? Yeah, I, mean, I think it's yeah. smart business. Like it's. Yeah. They've got global scale. They've had, they've already been in cricket and built their credentials via the documentary series, which was yeah. clever. Um, it's a type of rights where it's not every week, year round. Mm. It's seasonal. It's just enough content. I think. Um, the, Jeff Allardyce, who leads the ICC, is a Melbourneian, lives in Dubai. And you know, Covered Jeff you know, in, the, in the Sheffield Shield. <laughs> yeah. One Sheffield Shield ton, didn't he? He did make a ton, yeah. I reckon. Yeah. That would have got, that would have got a, uh, 80, 80 no. metres a column inches from you. Uh, back in, in, back in club cricket, district cricket, actually. But it's um, <laughs> it's a smart move all round, I think. And, and it is a, definitely a sign of the times. I don't know whether they got on-sale rights, but I wouldn't imagine that they would want to. Uh, pass it on to any of the broadcasts. Oh, I think it'd be exclusive, yeah. the way I read it last night, the way it released. Uh, just, why, why won't the AFL ever go down that path, Hachi? I mean, we've seen the NFL well, do it now with the Thursday yeah. night packaging up of various streaming platforms, and that has helped explode the coverage. It's, re it's got a different reach. They've, um, they've tailored some of the broadcasts, haven't they, with the Nickelodeon coverage for the younger yeah, kids. This... And equally, I, I think, and this is your point, I think, more than anyone else's I know, it challenges the incumbent broadcasters to change the way they do it as well. And, and I think that increases the quality of the broadcast. So two parts of that question. So the AFL won't do it because of anti-siphoning. And the government... You always work around anti-siphoning. And the government regulation is built to protect... And they, they value free-to-air distribution as part of their aggregation sponsorship model. So yep. the AFL... You always... can always work around free-to-air. You, you can always work around anti-siphoning. For, for a sliver of content you can, but the, yeah. but the core content will always be... But one match a week, we've got nine, one match a week could easily slide through that anti-siphoning legislation. You yeah. know that. Yeah, so that's um, that's what happens with the AFL. Now, on the NFL, I don't know if you saw this, but we talked about this. On Thanksgiving Friday, uh, Apple, I reckon... No, it was Amazon. Um, one of the two, I should know. I think um, I'll check this while we're on here. Yep. Bought the three, bought a game. That was Amazon. Like a one-off. Bought a one-off game. Yeah. Now, in the American uh, rules, you cannot play an NFL game um, after 6 p.m. on a Friday because of the protection of, I assume, high school sport, which is Friday nights. Yep. So the NFL on Thanksgiving Friday, which is the day between Thanksgiving and the Saturday, yep. scheduled a three o'clock game to get around it. They charged $100 million and they ran a very different ad product against it. So um, Amazon ran embedded ads where you could add things to your basket while watching the game. Oh, yeah. And you could, without leaving the experience, you could pay, click out, buy and transact. You got a different set of ads tailored uh, programmatically to what your previous customer experience was. So, if you're so the a, algorithm worked for you. Yep. Yep. So if you're an Existing customer, you were served products which knew your trends. If you were a non-existing customer, you were served first up creative on welcome to the platform and these are the things you can do here. 
and they ran basically a cash register against the game. I haven't seen the results. I should have probably looked mm. at it. But it was the most integrated ad model of uh, transaction behaviour purchase against content that I can remember seeing. Uh, fascinating yeah. lens of where it's going. And huge acquisition tool, obviously. It drives more sign-ups than anything probably ever. But then not only that, to actually run uh, integrated content that appeals to the viewer and you can actually, without leaving experience, so forget about watching an ad, you can actually experience it out in-game and, and, and pay and trade. Something like that anyway. Mm. So that's a lens in where it'll go. You'd imagine with the ICC, you're going to see, particularly in India, you're going to see um, behaviours like that, I would think. Mm. More integrated ad model. And that's why live sport, I think, and any sport's becoming... More and more valuable because it's the last bastion of attention. Just on NFL, and, and you've asked me what I've been doing the last couple of weeks, so I actually have caught up on a few TV shows and podcasts. And the New Heights podcast, the Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey podcast, which we're all consumed, I think, through the social media snippets, but I actually listened to a couple of episodes. It's a good product, not like surprisingly. Yep. Yeah, yeah. There was a one I listened to yesterday, Hutchie, and it was an older one, but um, they just got onto a conversation around media access, which obviously is in our wheelhouse. and. Again, it's just in passing, but how all media is allowed into the rooms after a game for a set amount of time. I think they mentioned 10 or 15 minutes as a minimum, and obviously certain relationships between players and media will allow them to stay in longer. But it's a free-for-all, and it's, a, it's completely open. You, you can ask and approach anyone you want. Now, I, I know we know that, but I'm just hearing that the biggest athlete or one of the biggest athletes in that sport, Travis Kelsey, is saying... He loves it, he welcomes it, and he thinks it's great. And he just said that in passing. He wasn't trying to make a big, big song and dance. I think they were addressing the issue after a question had been put to them. But we, we've had athletes in this code. I mean, Buddy Franklin retired this year. He barely even told his team that he was retiring. And Dustin Martin, the other greatest athlete in the last, you know, X amount of years, Hutchie, just refuses to do any form of media. Eric Pierce of the late news, you are, aren't you? No, I'm just, I'm just yep. saying, it just reminds us every now and again. That, that it does. This is the biggest athlete. This guy has got an international profile now, Travis Kelsey, and, and he, he embraces it. Cult culturally, we're nowhere on this. We, we're getting worse. We're getting, we're getting worse. And, we get, and the distance between how global sport is communicated... Correct. And ..to us is, yeah. has never been broader, I think. Yeah, and all these media outlets that, that the clubs have got, and I'm all for it because they do some amazing work, but that is also creating the situation. Yeah, well, the, the AFL could come in over the top and still legislate and, and do it right now for round one, 2024. You've got complete access for half an hour after a game, every single game. Well, and, and during the week, every training. And during game. the week. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know you've been big on that during the yeah. week. Yeah. Well, I think our game is devoid of personality. Completely. Sorry, our games, I would say, not just AFL. Uh, the games, I reckon, and maybe it's a Collingwood-driven thing. I think Brisbane Lions as no, I mean, well. All, all sport. Oh, OK. Uh, the AFL is one example of it, but the, the lack of access at the top end of sport yeah. is, not, is not good enough in Australia. It's not, is it? It's poor. No. And it doesn't affect... Um, people say, oh, that's sour grapes as a journalist. It actually, it actually doesn't affect you. No, it's... Journalism is a little better with lack of access because then you've got... If you think you're any good for the crop of today, then they've got a competitive advantage of exporting that. But it's... Um, I'm talking about this ad nauseum. It's just abhorrent how inex uh, what's the word unavailable mm. elite talent is, in, uh, coaches and uh, players and coaches in Australia. And then you get to the next level in general at the top tier. Yeah, and how they then don't say anything. On and the we certainly in our sporting terms, we try and we we try and be, and we're obviously uh, not AFL or NRL, but try and be just as available as possible. I know that's not perfect either. But no, no. 
And, and open with your answers, because yeah. that's the next layer. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, we do the Sandies, Hutchie, yep. on this last show of every single year. You, you do you, the Sandies. You've introduced the Sandies, and, and set it up again for us, please. Well, the Sandies is a series of awards for achievement in the media through the course of 2023 in the eyes of the sounding board. I'm pretty keen to add a Motti to next year's, which will be the most outlandish or, you know, <laughs> ill-considered public comments. Um, on a so, weekly basis. Yeah, for those who are not <laughs> aware of what you're talking about, the Motties being... Those well, I'll, I'll, I'll surmise that yep. it's, you're referring to Graham Mott, who made some comments who, adversely about your good yeah, self, Stephen Drill and your son. Waited out of nowhere. So, but, um, <laughs> so your Motties um, will come next year, but the Soundies, yep. this is your area, so I'll add the special comments and you can run through them. Well, we've got a few topics here, and again, I want, we want to do this ad hoc. Uh, it's loose. You I mean, said I planned it, and I get here, and you've got nothing planned. I've got plans. I've got a plan. <laughs> but just to set up again, didn't you didn't you introduce this because News Limited does the, the news awards? Is yep. that that's the origins of the series? Yep. Yeah. News do the, the news awards, yeah. which I call I think called the Astros, aren't they? And you wouldn't believe it, they yes. did it again. I <laughs> scooped the pool. <laughs> well, I'm, oh, I'm the way, did you see the page too? I told I told our um, oh you did yes. I told our audiences that. When the newspapers, any paper, by the way... There it is. Um, ...want to... I'll get my WhatsApp out. There it is. It's on, it's on page four of the oh, running oh, sheet yeah. that Geordie's given us. Page four. When the Sky's the limit for news on page two of the Herald Sun. The call comes down from management. Hey, guys, we're going to need a story on uh, Sky News. We've announced a new subscription product. Now we're going to need the boss... Is this in the, the Daily Press? Upstairs. The Morning Press? Yeah, Morning Press. <laughs> morning Press. Look, uh, had, had a call from... Upstairs, overnight. Upstairs. How upstairs? Upstairs, upstairs. Rupert, Rupert upstairs. Oh, no, people just infer it okay. in that business because no one wants to run the chance that may or may not have come from him. Let's just say I had a call. That's <laughs> how it's introduced. And we're going to do a story on the uh, new streaming product. Uh, and then 700 people put their hands up. Can I do it? <laughs> and so, Sophie Ellsworth. Sophie Ellsworth, well done. She is the media writer. No, I get it. But um, in page two is where this gets buried. Yep. I don't say buried. Mm. It's it's prominent enough to let management think you've covered it everywhere <laughs> other than the front. Yep. But it's not nearly as well read as page three or no. No, no. Or even five or seven. <laughs> yeah. <it's laughs> so sky's the limit for news. Yep. Programs to be available for streaming was yesterday. So well on the Sky News Australia's primetime programs. They'll be available for 24-hour streaming and on demand on the new website and app in 24. And then it's a very uh, positive yarn. It's available to viewers for $5 a month. Sky News' Australia Chief Executive, Paul Whitaker, made some comments. He was available, which is good to see. And then Sky News host Paul Murray he made was some available, comments. available, was he? The other <laughs> he, thing, he provided himself a comment. The other thing that happens is the, the, um, the, the hosts with hubris get involved. So Paul Murray would have got it. I hear we're doing a story tomorrow. I wouldn't want a couple of my quotes to go in. I don't imagine we're going to read this. <laughs> and the editor goes, oh, Murray's on the phone. He wants quotes in. Well, what are we going to do about Peter Cridland? She wants it. Oh, no, we're going to have to square off Peter somewhere else. No, wouldn't that be the PR person just sending the, an email to Murray and saying, are you OK to be quoted this way? Yeah, well, that's what happened 90% of the time. The, yeah. the, uh, probably what happened here. But I have known times when people... <laughs> I wouldn't mind a couple of quotes. Um, what I didn't, anyway, read, what I didn't read in the News Limited papers was... Um, Rupert Murdoch uh, being seen with a new companion Hutchie, a retired scientist, uh, Alina Zakova. Rupert yep. being a 92-year-old and Alina being a 62-year-old or 66-year-old. Um, that was in the Daily Mail, which was sent to us. I reckon News Limited would be fascinated by a media baron being 92 years of age having this situation if it wasn't Rupert. No, you, that's... Oh. So a couple of things on this. 
they're not going to write about themselves, nor would you. If it's if it's something like that, they'd be fascinated by it. If it you was, own, if it was a, well, if you own the paper, a competitor. Yeah, but if you own the paper, yeah, you're not allowing yourself to get covered with a new um, friendship. The second thing is the Daily Mail, and I only read this because I, I refuse to click on the Daily Mail because I'm. Confused. No, someone sent it to us. That's why I sent it to you. So, it's, but it's printed here on the rundown for those at home that can see. Yep. Um, they said that they, they had a um, a bag, <laughs> which which read KRM medication, like. No, that's I didn't see that. that that's poor. That's poor. Yeah. That's shocking. You don't. Um, no, don't like that. That's that's shocking. Like no, I honestly, don't like you, you're reading the labels of deliveries. Yeah, give me a spell. Anyway, anyway. Let's, let's get back to the the Sandy Touchy, and, and I'm going to start with you because uh, you are responsible for the first Sandy for 2023. Best news segment in a podcast. Craig's carry-on. All right, I'll take that. Yep. I'll take it. We'll get to Craig's carry-on yep. soon because there are, there are 11 items of referencing for you for Craig's carry-on. The um, Soundy for the Frame Me In for 2023. Only one winner. And it is back-to-back winners. Uh, some honourable mentions. And the Maasai is growing. But Danny Wilder... And, and he's still got everyone covered. He's still the Frame Me In specialist. Yeah. I thought Brad Blanks made a real late run. <laughs> With Ben Simmons. Yeah. yeah, he did. Brad takes up 80% of the camera and he that, loves the subject just in. In fact, that was... And he had the Las Vegas backdrop too, I think, Blanks, he didn't yep. for that particular interview. But frame me in yep. uh, is a clear winner. Now... There's another one. The, the oh, I can't believe I'm obsessed with this story, Sandy. It is myself with the Travis Kelsey and Taylor yeah, Swift. That's true. I'm a 50, what am I now? 53 year old person who is obsessed with this Hutchie. Yep. I, I click on that stuff like you wouldn't believe. Still, she okay. was in Green Bay yesterday. She, she flew to Green Bay. I saw it in, in the uh, box and got in underneath. And yep, uh, the Sandy for the uh, most missed media figure will be Tom Brown. Yeah. Yeah, the, the media's poorer for Tom's absence, isn't it? We're going to miss the quirks I've, I've of Tom. I've got a theory, though. I've got a theory, and I, I may be slightly out on the runway of my theory here, but he'll be back. And, I, and I've, I've said to Tom even, I reckon I expect to see him back by round one next year. Do you really? Yep. Yeah. You, you'd be surprised if you don't see him back, wouldn't you? Well, I think it's, it's once it's in your veins a little bit. As a, yeah, as a, he's a competitive beast. What about the best handling of a drug saga in 2023 from a media team? Peter Bowl. And, and what? And what is it? Sports Not bad. I had, that, I had that run up. I thought the way Collingwood handled Jack Ginnivan inside two weeks was superb. And worst would be Racing Victoria's handling of Jamie Carr. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, what about, we've got some audio for this but, one. But the way that Collingwood were able to manufacture the announcement on Jack <laughs> yeah. and move quickly, I thought was... Yep. No, I couldn't work worst doorstop? I couldn't work out the uh, category for this, Sandy. It's either losing one's mind, yep. the biggest child... Or good riddance, and I refer to you here with Eddie Jones, Hutchie. Now, this was the uh, famous slash infamous yep. doorstop at the airport before he took off to coach the Australian Rugby Union team to a disastrous World Cup campaign. So, for those who uh, need a refresher, Eddie Jones behaving like a child here. Because you're so bloody negative about everything. Just be, be the pessimist you are. Keep Australian rugby where it's been. I love this negativity, it's fantastic. I can feel this negativity coming out. I can't, I've got to wash myself off, boys. I've got to wash myself off because it's just sticking, sticking to me. Thanks for the worst press conference I've ever had in world rugby. Worst press conference, well done, boys. That is the worst I've ever seen. So you were defensive of him at the time. I've raised this a few yeah. times on the sounding board since. I want that audio. 
I just want to wash myself off, boys, because I, I feel that way with you sometimes when you get all negative. I, yeah. I really want that as a Adi, You're the one year. dragging me down um, this year with all the negative the, coverage of you. The best, the best amateur journalism in Australia, and that's not to say that journalists are amateurs, it's to say an active amateur journalist, yeah. those not paid to be journalists who became one. Oh, yeah. The Michael Clark, Carl Stefanovic oh, yeah. vision in the fight yeah. was. Of the highest ilk in amateur <laughs> Particularly journalism. that quote, which I'm not going to repeat, about, uh, as for you, Carlos, you... Yep. And I'll leave yep. it there. <laughs> now, the thing that I always wonder about that too, by the way, is with amateur journalism, it takes a series of things that happen before that for someone to think, oh, I better get my phone out. The person's not just standing there filming that, hoping that they say something, right? They've heard something that's, that's triggered the act. So you wonder what the lost audio was, because <laughs> right. the, the found audio is, is forever. Well, it might have been the fact he had his top off in a park in Noosa, yep. and he pinged a hamstring as part of that fracas. I do remember. Yeah, remember, he yeah, pinged a hamstring. Yeah. There might have been one or two minutes in the lead. Um, best clickbait, Sandy, for, for 2023. Who do you think clickbait's best? You. I don't know about that. And I reckon it was a late entry, you and Lauren Phillips. Lauren made a late run in it, for sure. No, you drove that when you misrepresented Lauren's attendance with Matt Damon at the yep. Melbourne Cup Carnival. Stanley Ball for the biggest overreaction yep. of any entity in a year. Halebury School for the way they carried on over Matthew Lloyd's one No, that, that's, that, that category was one I was going to go with. Something you thought you would never, ever see or hear. Matthew Lloyd in a scandal. <laughs> in a drinking scandal. <laughs> a drinking scandal. <laughs> Doesn't drink. We shouldn't laugh yep. at it because it was serious. He yep. did the wrong thing. He admitted to it. But it was overplayed and overblind, wasn't it? Yep. Yep. Um, what about the glass jaw? Glass jaw, Sandy? Oh, the glass jaw. I've got one. Have you? Hawks Insiders. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, have, they got really serious. Yeah, they have got a glass jaw, the Hawks Insiders. Yeah, they got really serious. Yeah. Yeah. Who's got the biggest glass jaw in media of the year, do you think? Oh, we've, you and I have got it you now occasionally. <laughs> I think we've got a few glass jaw moments, haven't we? Oh, I don't know. I've, I've tried to keep it. Um, best taking at the trash. Elon yeah. Musk got a fairly big glass jaw, hasn't he? We'll get to that in a minute. Um, best take in the trash. There's a lot of options. Cup day. Interest rates right up there. Yeah, but it's always cup day. It's always yeah. the first Tuesday. Um, I'm going to give it this year to the AFL. Yep. An hour before the Brownlow medal started this year. In fact, it might have been 43 minutes. Oh, the North Melbourne stuff? They jumped <laughs> on the entire competition. North yeah. Melbourne's ridiculously lofty suite of national draft assistance. Yep. And they dropped it 43 minutes they before did. the Brownlow medal started. <laughs> and the amount of people that night when they were reading yeah. and trying to watch the Brownlow in the, in the Palladium blowing up yeah. over it. I thought the press release of the year, if I was to be honest, I wish I'd brought it with me, was Simon Garlick's attempt to explain Peter Bell's new role. <laughs> Go. Like, it, it was, if I've got time to get it before the end, I'll read it out. I thought it was, it was the best. Well, as you do that, I'll, I'll get another one. There was the, the best smoke screen for, for 2023. And this goes to a, a famous football coach in the AFL system, Hutchie, Damien Hardwick. Three-time premiership yep. coach at Richmond. Played more on the break. So burnt out that he just had to walk away instantly after. I think it was around 10. And 90 days later, 90 days later, signed a five, six, whatever year deal it was to, to coach again. And suddenly the love of football... The burnout had gone, and he's back in the world system. class into the Gold Coast yeah. Suns. He played possum for ninety days. How many? Would, it, would that have been a project that was eighteen months in the in the works? Uh, or or than, you reckon more than ninety days? More than ninety days. Play, yeah. play possum yeah. would be the name of that Sandy. Yeah. Uh, the Sandy for letting your guard down uh, for me was Damo having being papped having a beer in Perth. <laughs> 
Like we, we were reminding people here every week to drink wise. I was having a drink beer. I know you were drinking responsibly, but... What about, um, what, what about the Sandy to, for... Um, to, have, to have been caught. <laughs> to have been I'm Back to the camera. <laughs> Holding a beer. Oh, yeah. very amateur. Uh, the, the least required outside consultancy, Sandy. The consultancy firm the AFL used to find a replacement for Gillian McLaughlin. Oh, yeah. They yeah. found the bloke in the yep. office next door to him. Yep. Yeah, yeah they got... As, as they did when they used another firm, or the same firm, to find Gillian McLaughlin to replace Andrew Dimitrio. Imagine the Christmas... They, they canvassed the world, Hutchie. Imagine the Christmas... World's Christmas best practice. Probably. They go around the world. We're going to get the best CEO in the world for this job. What was the company... That did? And, and lo and behold, he's yep. next door. Imagine the Christmas drinks. And before we finish up today at Christmas, who could forget? Come on up, Johnny. Johnny... Was the guy I took the AFL account on? He got two and a half million bucks. He it wasn't it two out. and a half. Was it million or something? He strung it out two years. Yeah, it was two years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He managed to keep it going all, yeah. on, all on the retainer, and then he got enough getting the bloke we're going to get in the first place. Now I've got a. Um... What about the CEO who handled their exit? Um, the the Soundy for departing CEOs. There's a few nominees: Alan Joyce, Kelly from Optus. Oh yeah. What do you think? Who Joyce probably like the the. Alan Joyce's last month versus the best of him was as far apart as... Well, Joe Aston ensured that his last yeah. month was, yep. uh, was uh, focused upon. Yep. What about the um, best overreaction to some, some commentary uh, about one's practices? I'm talking about Fox Sports, and I don't want to actually go down that path again, given I've spent most of the year trying yeah. to patch You're up my relationships head. with yep. Fox Sports people. But the famous bridge walk and gather round, they yep. refused to attend pretty much any game. Yep. But the entire industry was in Adelaide for gather round, which meant that Foxtel, and they didn't know how to handle it, they were actually at games. Yep. They were actually at games to cover it. And then they had the famous well, <laughs> walk across <laughs> the bridge. The bridge to the to the uh, Adelaide Oval. Well, Four of them across the line, these famous. big alpha males walking across the bridge. We are here. <laughs> That's my favourite photo of the year, that it is. And yeah. the fact that was the only game they attended, I think. Yeah, well, they walked a grand total of 82 metres to footy, and we were there for every step. <laughs> <laughs> and pump it up on social media as though we're at the game. How good is it? Um, do you reckon they might cover some games in, in person? Oh, you're too hard. I'm not going to get involved this year. Too hard. Hey, can, what, what is going on in Australian life? We don't, are, we don't, are we done with the Sandys? I think we are. How'd they go? Uh, poor. Like, 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 a, like a car crash like they did last year as well? Yeah. yeah. You just yeah. haven't done the work on them, have you really? No, no, we deliberately don't do the work on them. I don't know if it's deliberate. What, in Australian life, right? It is, yeah. Why do we need an inquiry on everything? When have we become the country that needs an inquiry? Oh, you've lived in the country all your life. That's what oh, we do. Like, what, oh, which goodness. one are you referring to? Well, how's this? Coles and Woolworths now oh, yeah. have supposedly made too much money and the Greens believe these profits are, are being driven using supply chain and global issues. And now we're going to have a, an inquiry and, and a Senate scrutiny. And what's that going to prove? Claims of profiteering. Mm. Well, well, there is profiteering. What happens in Australia is this. We're angry about everything. We're angry about everybody. Yep. We've got no empathy for anyone anymore. Anyone does the wrong thing, we, we cancel. Cancel. Yep. And throw them out of life. Anyone who does well, we just come at. If you're making a bob, it's unacceptable. If, if there's a duopoly or a monopoly or you've been good enough to work yourself in a good spot as Coles and Woolworths have. Like, and, and fundamentally, like, I'm not... I, Actually, I do some want... people are doing it pretty tough out there. And, and while you're taking the business lens on this, I'm happy to take the consumer lens on it. And some of the stuff going on with the prices is a rort, and you know it. Yeah, well, so which, which prices do you think are... are, are uh... Well, lamb for starters. 
Okay, well, explain that to me. Well, we've got a listener who reminds us that the, the people providing the lamb for the markets aren't earning a lot of money, and yet the prices, in fact, they've gone down. The prices have either been maintained or increased at the point of purchase in those supermarkets. So, so someone's rorting that system. They're entitled to make a margin on the work they do. A margin? They're making the billions, Hachi. In, at a time yeah. with, with, with well, record inflation. This is a very unpopular boat to row. Yeah, every, I'd, I'd, I'd be careful this. And the, these like comments it. are to you, not me, right? This is not sounding bull comments. These are Craig Capuson comments. What do you mean? What, whatever you're about to say about <laughs> this. No. About I, this corporate greed. I, I do understand... Uh, and uh, if and they're like everyone feeling, you wouldn't know what a kilo costly. of lamb cost, would you? Well, I don't. I don't actually buy it myself. No. no. Do you? <laughs> yeah, I do. What's a kilo of lamb cost? I think it depends what cut you want, but the good cuts are in the high 60s. If you want the nice lamb racks, they're in the 60s or 70s, depending where you get it. In general, in Australia, I know it's the Coles, Woolworths, IGA, um, others, Aldi. We've got a pretty good supermarket system, I think. They've kept this pretty well. I know it's expensive oh, at times. No, it's, Do you think we've got a, a, it's gone through the roof recently, Hutchie, and there's no reason for some of those products. And, and they're making billions. They are making it for their shareholders, which so, is how business works. I get that. So you, you think we need to send an inquiry? I don't know about send an inquiry, inquiry, but there's something. There's, a, there's, there's worth an inquiry in, it, in there somewhere. Worth an inquiry. Get me the Eddie Jones audio. This negative. What I've got to do is we washed off here, guys. This negative. Actually, you don't go to a supermarket and see see what you get for hundred dollars today. The what you would have got even even six months ago. It's people are doing it tough, mate. Yeah, they are. But it's but everyone's they doing are. it tough. The people, the, the farmers are doing it tough. The people who the run Woolworths and Coles aren't doing, doing it tough. tough. No, who, people who run them. The aren't cost doing of produce tough. is doing it tough, and the distribution is doing it tough. Yeah, but the people running it's not the like there's a, someone sitting there designing a racket every day and going, oh, we're going to squeeze the... It is a racket, Hutchie. I'm, I'm prepared uh, to say it is I, a racket. I disagree. Anyway, we've got this, and this is... This what this just won the Sandy, actually. What did it win? It won the best new segment in a podcast, Sandy. Craig's carry-on. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is your captain. Uh, flight attendants, please prepare for takeoff. In the unlikely event of having to use the evacuation slides, follow the lighted path. Craig's carry on. Craig's carry on, otherwise known as Craig's rorts through airports. He managed to. I'm not misbetraying. Wind the boots up straight away. You're going to crack it, are you? <laughs> so, you've either created these rorts or you're in on the rorts so, to get yourself don't worry, in you and out of airports quickly. If you don't protect the carry on brand, I, I will not participate. <laughs> this right. is about just a few little. Is it assistance for our listeners? It's is that assistance. what it is? It's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll resell it. Craig helping That's people it. navigate airports. Giving the underdog a go. And airplanes. Yes. Go for it. So, I want to ping through a few quick ones. Let's ping through a few quick ones. And the problem you've got is you are an elitist. You now travel economy, uh, business class, and I get that. You need to. You spend that much time in the air. Actually, a lot of these I actually, questions... I actually don't. Yes, you do. For the record, I, actually, I'm, every time I fly I with you, for I've economy, never seen you and anywhere maximize, near the back. And I maximise upgrades. Okay. I'll start here, though, because you once did fly economy. You'll know where the rorts are. Sorry, you'll know where the Still help fly, is. I was, I was in economy last weekend, Damo. There wouldn't have been on a business offering if that was the case. Dylan, via email. Craig. For us mere mortals in economy class, do you be first in line to board the plane or do you spend more time in the comfort of the lounge and wait to the very last minute to board? So, Dylan, this, is, uh, this really worries me you've sent this email because it shows me how far out of step you are with possibility. <laughs> if you are last on the plane and you are in economy, you are defenceless on the plane. <laughs> you've lost all levers, all There's angles. no space up top to put your bag. 
It's like a quarterback being last out in the field and trying to work out what's going on with the offensive line. You've got to be first on the plane. See, you, you the rest of your life, you're last into a meeting, you're last for a social gathering, often late, well, or, or not too late, but often just a little bit beyond the time. But on a plane, you planes, before time. Planes are about real estate and relationships. You've got to be on first. Yeah. Because you've got to be able to assess the playing field, know where people are sitting, landing, where the points of tension are, where the crying baby is, where the spare seat might be. You've also got to build a quick fire relationship with the staff. I think offering to help is always one thing because it's rarely accepted, but it's always acknowledged and appreciated. It's so fake with you. Get on early, Dylan, and then assess the angles. But Dave, you're on late. What are you, what are you doing? Plus, you also dictate terms on the on the uh, luggage when you're on early. You dictate terms. Yeah. Just take the space. You mean? Where you? Where you if you're on late, you're squeezing and you're four rows back oh, and you've got to yeah. ask someone to get that. And There's a problem when you touch down because your, your bag's yep. four rows back. Dylan, get on early and yep. then just have 360 lens on the plane around you and look for possibilities. But you'll be stuck on the tarmac for 90 minutes sometimes. That's okay, you've got a phone. It's not okay. What else? What are you doing on... It's not like you watch... What are you doing on the... On the tarmac, you're not doing on the plane. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. That is a good point. Harry Rain, email. In reference to JFK, last time I flew in, there was a long wait and a lady seemingly pretended to faint and got to skip ahead of the line. She seemed to recover quickly. And the jury's out on the legitimacy of that fainting episode. Has Hachi ever tried a tactic such as this? I haven't because what I find, Harry, is that... There's a whole lot of legalities and rules oh, around yeah. health scares. So if you try the fake... That's a complication. If you try the fake health scare, you might get put in a room and, <laughs> and then you think you're through and they say, well, the rules of the airport say we've got to wait two hours and give you... you know, so you've through this. Yep. But in the flip side, if you see someone suffering, <laughs> that's your angle. Because A, you go to help... And B, by being perceived to help, you're, off, you're knocking yourself up in the queue automatically by doing it. So you're doing a bit of goodwill and you're not having to wear the uh, legacy kind of legalities of the hang-around. Yep. You've just been, mean, you've been the person that's helped. Again, not an issue for you because you fly business class, but this is a regular question here. John on email. Is reclining a no-go when the person behind you has a child in their lap? Got into an argument with a lady who reclined right back onto my partner with our 18-month-old on a flight from Perth to Brisbane. Yeah, reclining's a tough one. So, the, the rule... What are the protocols now? I, I, I just refuse yep. to let my seat go back because it's just going to cause a problem. I think pre-meal pre reclining is a no-fly zone. Post-meal, unfortunately, it's a free-for-all. If you want to avoid a recliner, yep. shop early and avoid the rush. You know my views on this. Get on early, discuss the reclining situation and requirements. Oh, you raise it before the... I raise it all the time, yep. Ah, so yep. what do you say? See, this is a new level of communication. Yeah, well, you, I mean, if you're a recliner... Yeah. You, say, you introduce yourself, how are you going? Nice to see you. You mind if I... Look after the meal, I've had a long day, are you okay? I might, you know, just like... And you come from a position of relationship, you get waved through, <laughs> often. So you need to build a quick 60-second relationship. Um, but I think, in, in turn, be aware that you are largely defenceless on the recline unless you're pre-addressed. Right. How do you go, though, when someone comes back on you? Well, I try and pre-address, too. If, if I'm going to work on the laptop, I get the laptop out early, demonstrable, and I put my head around, have a quick jovial chat, and then I say, look, I've got a bit of work to do. I don't know if you're a recliner or not, but is it OK if I get a few hours in before you do? And that it just puts them on the back foot. Well, you've, yeah, I mean, you've got, to, you've got to shop early on these things, don't you, <laughs> because you're defenceless after the act. There are two pages of questions here. I'll do one more. John on email. What's the protocol if someone falls asleep next to you and starts leaning on you or accidentally touching you? Do you give them a nudge and disrupt their sleep? You just go to the bathroom... Frequently, get up two or three times, ah. 
and it all of a sudden just disrupts the cadence. No, I'm only... Now, the one I was going to ask you about was... This, someone said... Sam said, how do you handle a celebrity next to you on the plane? Um, well, you, you're the celebrity. This has happened to me. You're the celebrity in these situations. I've had a, a, a rare run of famous people next to me on planes over the years. Um, if you wanted to um, uh, disempower their celebrity... Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, ask them to hold something early, or would you mind passing me? The... <laughs> just knock them off the perch, just to just to touch. You see, empower their celebrity. Yeah, yeah. and then all, it's amazing how quick they come back to your level, and then you're away. <laughs> what is, you hold this laptop for me. I just got to jump up. Can you go? Can you hang on to this for me? Like, because the, the, the people don't ask them to hold things in real in day to day life, <laughs> but on the plane, everyone's equal. There's a whole series in this, Hutchie. That was Craig's carry-on for today. Um, <laughs> Tongue-in-cheek, by the way. No, it's not. It's real. Uh, we haven't got to a lot of topics. Elon Musk, we wanted to discuss. We're out of time. The, the... What's his end game, Damo, Elon? What's the end game? We've got... Oh, we may as well quickly do it then. We've got time or not? Just very quickly. What's the end game for Elon? The, the audio is so good to play. We're going to play the audio. Yep. This is him responding right to... Up. Is it Bob Iger of Disney or someone of that ilk? He's been who's refusing to advertise on, on X or yep. Twitter. And he, uh, he doesn't care. Uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go f yourself. Go f yourself. <laughs> is that clear? I hope it is. Hey, Bob, if you're in the audience. Now, I love the attitude, but what's he doing to his business in having that attitude? Is it a concern now from a business perspective? Well, what I think he's trying to do is, is say, I've got enough money where 75 million or whatever it is can't affect me. And, and equally, I, I own an, a very engaged audience. So for everyone who hates him, yep. there's a whole clan that love him, right? And his ability to influence via his audience, like he, what he's saying is, well, if, you, if you're going to take us on, I'll just get my audience to cancel their subscriptions to you. You've got a theory on what he's doing, haven't you? And you're going to relate no, to I, I think it's today a, on, the, on the last moments well, of the standing board for 2023? Well, I think it's a, it's a long game on politics, right? I think he's, if he wanted to, I'm not sure. I haven't looked into even if he's eligible, but if he's not trying to either be or, make, or shape the next president, I'll, you know. He, he's 2028, you reckon? Well, he's, I, I, I honestly don't know... Um, I don't know anything about his background or, or um, place of birth or anything like that. I just assume he's American. I don't, I don't know. But he's clearly going to have a political influence on every election ongoing if he maintains... Because, he, like, it's almost... Um, he's almost splitting the audience in two, isn't he? So, like, and, and what do you say? Data's more powerful than water. He's got the best data... Um, He's sitting on one of the best data systems in the world. Um, he, what he's saying with the advertiser attack is, I can. If you think you can influence my business, why do you see me unleash on yours? And you know, if, if he was a call to arms on cancel your subscriptions, or hmm. you know, like if you lived here, he'd be saying, if he, he'd be saying cancel your Herald Sun subscription. Then I, I challenge all my audience to do it, and then he would watch that happen. And so he's going to um, he's going to stare down advertisers. He's banking on them being. Um, flighty as an industry mm. and he's going to try and shape power in the world I think in the next two or three elections be it him or otherwise to um, influence his passion projects and legacy mm. don't you think yeah well you know the space better than I do I, I don't, I'm just guessing but yeah um, 
he's not here to make. He's not here to turn forty-four billion on Twitter into hundred billion. I don't think. Right. I don't think he'll lose money doing it. But he's here to use the influence that comes with it. That's what he's doing to it for. Point in another direction. Not as a. Don't you think? Yeah, well, it makes more sense. And, and using public money to do it, which yeah. is which is very weird. All right, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, that was season eight of The Sounding Board, 2023. That's the so end of the year, by the way. So thank yeah. you to Jordan. Are we, are we back next year? Who's been producing it? We are. Yeah. Thank you to Jane, who's gone over for a more um, Greens-friendly run at the ABC. <laughs> we wish Jane every success at the ABC. And thanks to everyone. Thanks to Simon Strawn and yes. Nathan at and the team at Drinkwise. Yeah. Uh, they came on board many, many years ago, didn't they? Wasn't wasn't the, the first season? Was it? Was it the first season? Late in the first season, but maybe. Very early from the get from the get go, and if season I've one, seen the. Um, I'd never heard of Jigwise until then. Well, it, how, how big are they now? You won't you won't find anyone that hasn't now. Yeah, I know. The movement of and then into the summer, it's really important. Uh, enjoy the festivities, have a great time, I mean, spend time with family and friends at your barbecues. But you won't miss any of it if you drink wise, throw a water in here, a Carlton Zero or a uh, Coke or a, or a Heineken Zero in here or there and slow it down, take a breath and savour the moments with your family. And thanks to Simon, Nathan and the board of Drinkwise who have supported us in uh, a public health narrative, for, which is a great um, platform to do it in a podcast. And have a great 22 weeks, Damo. I've got 10 in total. I've got about seven to go. And you too, Hutchie. And over the summer, you won't miss a moment if you drink wise. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board podcast with Hutchie and Damo. Tune in for questions tomorrow and to send a question to the boys, email thesoundingboard at sen.com.au, follow the show on Twitter at Sounding Board EP and like the Facebook page. It's all thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Drinkwise.